0: GT Radio basically, like, took that platform. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's Lefairy! And then had somebody get in Photoshop and redo it and post that as their teaser announcement, right? When I saw it, I was like, that was mother didn't even tag me that's
1: totally my meme you're so vain you probably think this meme is about you yeah yeah
0: at the time i thought it was fd that did that so i'm like great now they're copying me you know and then i was like what are they gonna do next they're gonna start their own podcast and literally i scrolled up and that was what i saw i was like
2: welcome back to the number one drift podcast on youtube i am dawson i'm nate and i'm scott (laughs) All right. So a few announcements real quick. Uh, Join the Patreon if you haven't already. Uh, You'll get access to ad-free podcasts and uh, some behind-the-scenes content like vlogs and stuff. And we want to do some stuff eventually once we get that figured out. Um, But uh, we'll throw a few clips in from the last vlog that we just uploaded so that you guys get a little sneak peek of it. That's
0: it. That's the kit. And it's been relatively reliable. But I would say... Not very competitive. I've been reluctant to change it because it's never really given me a problem. Well, yesterday when I was tandeming with a pro driver, it gave me a problem. Cash nicked my wheel here, which, uh, it's because he hates my black reps. No, I'm just kidding. You know I fucking hate fiberglass and I hate this bumper. I've asked KBD to make me uh, a, a KBD Rocket Bunny bumper but he always just sends me links to like steaks and stuff. So whatever. Everybody has gotten nicked on the shins by one of these things. Everybody has. So I'm gonna fix it. Oh no. <laughs>
2: All right, so that's what happened. But um, look down below, check to see if you are subscribed. If that button is not clicked, go ahead and click it now. Cause I don't know why you're not cause you're sitting here watching, but um, I told you this just a minute ago, but Njuku Racing is now offering OE replacement fenders for S13s. Metal. Yeah, uh, like actual metal. metal fenders. They're I, dimpled and everything.
1: I saw that they're doing the Z32 calipers, too. They yeah. offer oh, yeah. front yeah. and rear yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, if any of you guys need any parts and want to support the podcast, use our link down below. But also grab the Kind of of merch. Uh, I think... I'm going to fuck this up. But I think it's a week after this podcast um, is when it ends. So get it while you can. We got flags, uh, blankets, shirts, hoodies... Crewnecks, all sorts of Dude, stuff. Dude, the
0: one that I've seen the most of is the floor mats. Motherfuckers yes. been buying the floor mats, riding around with those. I'm <laughs> the like, floor mats are sick. You guys are clowns, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome, but also it's like, in ten years, someone's gonna be like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh,
2: hey, you never know. We might be big enough.
0: Uh-huh. Maybe I'm just saying. Like, imagine your girlfriend gets in. They're like, "What does that
2: say?" hey they may be worth something someday get them yeah, while you can so yeah. uh use your 15 percent off code kind of kinda. uh I'll put that on the screen and in the description uh but we just did a little bit of watching on the new fd podcast which just came out which we'll get into that a little bit later down the road but let us know or later <laughs> in the podcast god damn i'm fucking up already <laughs> but <laughs> um so let us know down in the comments before we get to that what you guys think about it uh are they trying to troll us, or are they doing it just so they have another voice? They don't want. The are smoke. we going to troll them? Most definitely. But this is Scotty. I'll let him introduce himself a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm Scotty D. Um, I'm the founder of Scotty D Race Development and uh, just a drift dude. Uh, I've been in Formula Drift a little bit with uh, Travis Reader and Kevin Lawrence and Trent Beecham and a little bit with Uh and some other people, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been around FD, been around in drifting, uh, for nine years now. Um, I literally just moved over here from California. I lived in the LA area Jeez. for the last seven and a half years, and now I live in Bowling Green. So
2: what made you move?
1: Um, so like, that's like a, a long and a short, uh, Scottie D race development, uh, formed a partnership with some other companies and then all the manufacturing moved here. Um, And so I came over here to continue doing the development and design of parts and uh, get away from seven-digit houses that look like crap. Yeah, I hear that.
2: Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, that shit sucks. Um, Well, we'll we'll get to your business in a little bit because I got a lot of questions for that. (laughs) But uh, what got you involved in drifting in the first place?
1: Well, I'm from Wisconsin originally, uh, so I grew up there and... I got a V6 Mustang when I was 17 years old. Shit, yeah.
0: Hell oh, yeah,
1: dude. Uh, open <laughs> it. <different. laughs> dude, it was, it was. I wish, I wish, I'm so glad that people only know limited information about that car because <laughs> I would get so much crap for it. Sled, huh? uh dude. Gotcha, it was, <laughs> it was, well, the, okay. So there is a story with that and I can make it quick, but, um, So I had a V6 Mustang when I was younger and then it would always snow and it was my only car. So anytime there was a corner and it was snowy, I would just like let it rip. And we had ATVs and I would drift those and everything. And so I didn't really know that it was a motorsport. I just liked doing it. And then as I got older, I saw more about drifting and I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then when I had money to buy a drift car, I didn't have the V6 Mustang anymore. But I was like, well, a Fox body would be good because I don't like the way they look. So, if I crash it into something, you don't I,
0: like foxes? That's
1: the only style of Mustang I no, like. No, I don't like them. I just, they're too boxy. I don't really like any boxy <sharp inhale> cars. To each their own. They look I don't completely like BMWs different. That much.
0: I get a lot of shit for that. Yeah. They look
2: completely different than any other Mustang. That's why I like them.
1: Yeah. They look like uh, an A86, but Americanized. Yeah, yeah. It
0: looks like a Dollar General Very, Yes. Mustang <laughs> guys punching air right now. So I'm glad <laughs> I said that.
1: But no, I mean, so I was like, okay, we'll look for a fox body. It'll be cheap. And, uh, you know, I won't care if I mess it up. And then like literally Craigslist, Wisconsin, first result, I had like price filters, Mustang, like first result was 1999 Mustang GT. And I was like, a 99 Ah. for under $3,800 was my price limit. And uh, I clicked it and it was the same electric green color that my V6 one was, which is a super rare Mustang color. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy, I gotta go check this thing out. Like it's just, it's meant to be. And I get up there and the dude was like, yeah. I don't really know what's done to it. I think it might be cam and he starts it up. and It's just like, blah, 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 blah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I think it might be a <laughs> little I bit. No idea what he had? <laughs> yeah. And I got it for 3,200 bucks. It made 285 wheel. And then I drove that thing with a trailer, fixed back race seats, gutted harnesses, and my motorcycle on the trailer from Wisconsin to California. And then throughout the years it built it in. I've literally only had one drift car my entire life and it's the Mustang that I have now. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's how I got into Mustangs too. was like, I had one when I was younger and I was like, well, I know how to work on them already. Yeah, And I had no idea what kind of parts I needed when I got started. Sure. And then when I was like, oh, what do people do? It was just like in the air, like nobody did anything to them. They were just like, oh yeah, we've kind of put these coilover sleeves on or, you know, somebody did something custom, but there was no parts available. And so I was like, well, I have an engineering degree. I think I can figure this out. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's how that's how that got started, but yeah. So. That's a cool story though. Yeah. Very
0: cool.
2: So, has prices on those types of Mustangs like increased exponentially like every other car?
1: No. So, you have like the weird bubble. It's the same thing as BMWs. It's the same thing as like I don't know, like an S chassis. I feel like it's probably the same thing where you have like the newer year dip. Yeah. So, like Fox bodies are still way more expensive than like what I call a Barbie Mustang, which is 94 to 98. Agreed. And a 99 to 04, like 99 to 04s are so cheap. Yeah. And like, and then you get like the bastard child 05 to 09 that like it's a three <laughs> valve and an S197 and those things are dirt cheap too, but Fox bodies are the most expensive actually right now besides yeah. an S550 and a, and a Coyote S197, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, we I've seen like in the comments a lot of just people scared shitless of getting into drifting so if you were to go back and completely start from scratch like you didn't have the company you didn't have the drift car none of it and completely get back into it would you change any way you did it
1: well i like making stuff you know even before i made the drift part company i did custom motorcycle headlights and that was like where scotty d came from and so anybody who knows me like longer than seven years knows that scotty d lighting came before scotty d race development and i used to do Custom motorcycle headlights. Oh my God, I think I've, I've seen that before somewhere. Yeah, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, I yeah. wonder
0: if that's the headlight that's on my uh, SV1000. Did you did you make one I don't for know. that? It's like I didn't, I made a bracket for it. It's just like a custom one.
1: Oh no, deck. I would just retrofit the existing headlights, so put projectors in them and halos and everything. So, oh, okay, okay. I yeah, understand. there's okay. a lot of like custom ones, but I did some Mustang stuff too. Um, nice but I just, I like solving problems. So I wouldn't change going to a Mustang, but my advice, you know, it's kind of bad because I have a business in it, but Mustangs are hard to drift. Uh, A straight axle car with a bunch of anti-squat is a very challenging car to drift. I think if you're a person who likes to take challenges head on and you, you know, you're like, Oh man, I really like Mustangs and absolutely go for it. We, we, I developed all the parts at this point that you need to make it not suck. Um, But like, when I got started, they were, it was so hard to drift that car. Like, it was just such a challenge. I think that like, I feel like a 240 owner and a 350Z owner, like, it's too easy. Those cars don't yes. make mechanical right. grip, and so like you can go out there and let it slap the lock stops, and you're like, "Man, I'm freaking boogieing." Yeah. <laughs> but if you try to do it in a Mustang, it just wants to go forward. You know. Yeah, that's the design. I will do. tell
2: you, on a factory Z front suspension setup, you throw that thing to full lock; it don't want to come back. Yeah. It just wants to fall. <laughs> um, Stay <yeah>. there. <laughs> At least that's how mine was. But
1: I mean, I've driven so many drift cars, and like the the 350Z is like such an easy car to drive it is yeah it's, it's like, a cheater
0: car it's just another it's one the of those be, cars. it's the best bang for your buck in my opinion yeah
1: yeah so i mean would i pick a different car no um i like that i developed the stuff for the mustangs and got into it and now we've done it for the three chassis so we have uh you know fox chassis which is 79 to 04 it's all the same suspension and then we have s197 stuff and then s550 now which i'm super pumped on that's another cheater car it's a party car yeah, I, I saw like,
2: some uh i saw you post about ben's car um, not it wasn't. I
1: think yeah. So we do the bash bars. Um, but I also d- developed the angle kit for it and oh my gosh, oh. like those cars are crazy. It's 70 degrees of angle and like <laughs> just let it rip and it just, yeah, Dude, that's a lot. It's yeah. nuts, factory car. Yeah. So uh, we, we didn't even remove the fender liners. Like the fender liners are still in the car, like full interior. I made the handbrake just stick out of the, the console. All you yeah. see is the handle and like the dual caliper brackets are super easy. So like the S550, I'm like, man, like if somebody's got money, like instead of, LS swapping something and spending all that money, you know, you're gonna get to twenty grand one way or another. Like, right? Might as well have a car that has AC oh, yeah. and windows.
0: That's a common misconception about me is that I'm like, you need to buy a car and then LS swap it, and that's the way to do it. Like, that's not <laughs> yeah, re- like, that's true. You know, that's not really how I am. I'm like, dude, if you got the money, go buy a Corvette or a 350Z. Yeah. Do minimal stuff to make it drive good and just go fucking raise hell the whole time. You oh know? yeah,
1: and Z prices are crazy now too. Though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, unless you buy something that's pre 5 yeah, they're yeah. fucking terrible. I saw one the other day. It was like I'm like I'm kinda of, I'm not old. I don't know. how old are you?
1: Thirty-two. Okay. Thanks so the, for exposing me. You never no, asked me. Age. Age. I'm, <laughs> I'm the same listen, right I'm the same age. There. I'm the
0: same age. I'm a little old though, so like I'll see a Z car. When I bought my Z car, it was like twelve grand, right? And this was like in 2015 and it, i mean this is gonna sound lame but it was a convertible and i thought that that was cool at the time right that's how that's how little i knew about it right Gotcha, bitch. okay so now skip forwards to like two months ago i saw a 350z it didn't have taillights it didn't have headlights it didn't have the back hatch and like didn't have door locks didn't have windows the only window was the front one and he was like five thousand dollars it runs and drives and i was like and at first i was like that's not a bad deal. But in my head, I'm like, that's a fucking horrible deal, you know? It's like, yes. it's not even a car, it's doors and a motor, you know? It's crazy to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm i I'm falling for the tricks, you know? Yeah. I I've honestly been curious
2: how much someone would pay for my car, even though it's beat to shit, like it's been abused up front.
0: Yeah, but yours is one of those deals where the plat the engine platforms worth almost. Well, the yeah. The,
2: the engine sells the car. The car oh. doesn't sell itself. That's the sure. irony
1: of that statement. I'm not we're not even gonna get into that.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna clip myself on that
1: see, one. Yeah, I'm sure. like, not, see, I'm like see I don't have to worry about it. I'm like everybody wants the VQ. <laughs> yeah.
0: No no his car no, is car's R Vine's not VQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, okay. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, no rb25 i agree though i like i there that's like a that's like an in-between motor most people are either like hell yeah vq or they're like i fucking hate those trumpet things you know <laughs> it's always like one or the other you know
1: i mean it sounds terrible but like it is a good engine but yeah. like if you're gonna go through all the work of swapping something why well, like, do that motor why yeah i don't know Dude, I, hunters
2: yeah hunter's doing that in his uh ae86 hello Bupa. he's putting a vq in it yeah, which it's it's kind of like a
1: see especially in like AE. Key. That's like K twenty four all day. See, yeah. Okay. So, dude, it he is, bu- is a little dude. Like
0: Boyer deep. bought a motor. Bought, I think he bought the trans. I don't know that he bought the trans, but he bought everything almost to do that. And then he comes up and like, dude, you know how Boyer is, dude. He's almost as yeah. bad as me chasing the rabbit. So that he's <laughs> like, so he's like, dude, listen, you're gonna hate me, but I have this plan. And I was like. I was like, he's gonna tur- he's gonna turbo the K now. So now we're gonna do turbo K, which would be cool. Which would be very cool. But I'm on, I'm on board. And he goes. I sold the KA, and I'm like, I'm like, why, <laughs> no! why? And he goes, I bought a VQ, and I was like, I hate this story already. This is terrible. What are you doing? He was like, I bought a rotating assembly that's good for 1,400 horsepower. And I was like, All right, we'll see you in 2035, man. You yeah. know, like, hit, but that's not really true. Boyer and Eric are fucking hustlers. Don't get it together. But it was just like yeah. when he was telling me, I was like, Dude, you're doing the thing, Boyer. You're doing the thing, man. Just put the car together. You know.
1: Let yeah. me just put a disclaimer. Get a lot of hate. I said, I said K24 none of your nissan motors i don't want any of that stuff
0: i think that the ka is okay <laughs> and i like the uh i like the i like the k20 motors i think they're cool like jimmy oaks's car do that car is hard as fuck
1: he did, didn't he do an ek or something in the rear wheel drive yeah with a, with a mm-hmm. nissan yeah, motor yeah, yeah, yeah. but
0: then he did a k i don't know if it's a 24 what is jimmy's a86 is it a k24 or k20 mm, i think it's a 24 okay it made like it made almost 300 horsepower wrong. at like yeah. almost 10 grand like yeah. I'm not even like a, I'm not like a purist type thing. And I was watching that video and I was like, fuck yeah. That's yeah. fucking sweet. You know? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah. So uh, Hunter's no. going to do a 700 horsepower turbo VQ a86 so stay tuned for that whenever oh my gosh yeah he'll do it too that's what's annoying you oh, know yeah. <laughs> Boy, he'll do it though like he had that v8 twin turbo miata 350 miata what yeah dude it was a no it was a turbo 302 Ford. 302 motor that's what it was in yeah. a miata yeah and it was fucking really fast and it was very flexy and very cool but if you if he told me before always without seeing it
2: always every yeah, time i saw him on the track it's just issue after issue
1: that's no, a miata Well, that's... Okay. If we want to get on that topic, I think it's funny. You're an LS dude and my Mustang's LS swapped. And it's so funny being here because it seems as like the irony of Corvettes, like I'm in in Bowling Green, like Corvette Museum, (laughs) and like GM or whatever, but there's so many Ford people. And I think it's so funny because like, I mean, I have a Mustang, I make parts Mm -hmm. for Mustangs and like, I think they're cool cars, but the amount of people... Okay. I think it's so insane that you can LS swap a 240 and people are like, okay, you could... You can do any swap, literally any swap. You can come and swap a Ford. You can uh, K-A24, 350Z, or K-24, 350Z. You can do literally any swap. RB, a 350Z. You can 2J, a, a, a 240. But as soon as you put an LS in a Mustang, people are like, oh, they oh lose their God. shit. <laughs> it yeah. is insane. Yeah. Henry Ford rolling over yeah. in his grave right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand this. Fuck you. They're crazy.
1: It's so funny to me because I'm like, dude, I've had the the Coyote versus LS discussion so many times and I'm like, okay, Coyote, sure, it's good. It does power. Mm -hmm. It does the thing. It does the V8 thing. Yeah. But it's so big and complicated and I would rather have, if I'm going to have a problem with the track, that I can do everything in my engine bay and it's super easy. Yeah. And I can make 500 wheel horsepower on 10 grand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) While everybody screams.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah,
0: I just always I just always respond and say cope. I'm like cope, bitch. You know, <laughs> get mad. I don't give a fuck what you think, yeah. right? Because you know? I get a lot of hate no, for that, too. For because that it, like, it's not probably not the same amount. I would say because F- Ford guys are fu- uh-huh. they're futz, man. I just I will. I just that's the that's the divide, right? There's just two types of people. In right. the Some of us want- I get
2: respecting the history of a car, but making a car like your entire world, like most of these people do. That's what I don't know.
1: To me, I just want this the shit to work right. Right, dude. I just it like to do it. the thing. I just want it to work good. Yeah. Whatever is gonna work good, that's what I want. Because the most thing that I want to do is go drive it. I
2: feel so left out on right. this podcast most of the time because everybody's just they just wants their shit to work. They don't really give a fuck what's in it.
0: Well, I, I mean want things to be cool. I, I feel like, I mean, you saw my new motor. I mean, it's not like I don't give a shit about it, but also, yeah, like... The new motor's flashy. There's, there's like, there's a, there's a line, dude. There's a bell curve. Like, you have to care, but at some point, you gotta be like, all right, I could order these headers that are fucking $1,000 from Hooker. <laughs> or I could just order these $200 headers and weld V-bands to them. Yeah. And I mean, like, I agree. You know? and But, well, so... I have a,
2: f- a, a fake gready intake on my car which that's i didn't what, buy that's all I'm, I'm saying that, is but. like
0: that's all i'm that's all i mean is that's where people get the whole ls thing like oh you just don't care about culture like no dude i'd love to go to japan and check out all that cool shit it doesn't mean that i don't want my race car yeah. to do i the mean thing people don't that realize
1: I'm, that like half the japanese drifters would give a body part oh, yeah for, an <laughs> for yeah. sure <laughs> Oh um,
0: dude, the the uh, I love the irony. The of that. Nokia guy Control. coming on and fucking dude, that was awesome, dude. <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> the uh Aaron Naoki. Losey. yeah, Naoki, uh he came oh, on and oh, said yes. you know, he's like, I think probably if I could have a car back home, it would be an LS, Sylvia. They have their problems, but the L S is definitely my favorite. And dude, I was watching it. <laughs> I don't ever get excited about
1: shit like that. I was like,
0: Yes I mean <laughs> one we won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: ultimately like it's so basic to say, but like I built my car to use it. Right. Yeah, like same. I honestly like my favorite part about like, cause I've been doing this since 2013, but I do pink and green on everything and it makes people like, so like, but why, why, why'd you do pink and green? Why, why is it pink and green? Yeah. Is there a reason? Why, but why, but but pink, why pink? And I'm like, cause I like it. I don't oh, know. It stands man. out. Like it's what I like. It's literally my color scheme. I've done it for 10 years now. Like,
0: yeah. Works for but the Asino like, factory.
1: Seeing somebody else get so like uncomfortable based on like what, i did to my car especially like the function parts like you know people look at my car and they go ls like oh why'd you do ls I'm like because it freaking works man serviceable like why'd you put irs on your car i'm like because it feels better to me you know why'd you do this why'd you do that i'm like because it all works that's what i care about i don't really care about your opinion i'm gonna build what i want
0: do we have a shirt for that yeah yeah it says it's got uh imagine Imagine carrying how another man spends his money and then it's got our logo. I mean, I'll
1: give people crap about (laughs) it. It's
0: Uh, it's got a skull head smoking
1: a (laughs) (laughs) joint. See, the thing is, where I draw the line, I've heard you talk about it before, I will give people crap for doing visual things that impede on performance. Like the camber thing or like... Can agree. way too low or like
0: yeah we made the low origin guys man because <laughs> i said because i said i don't really understand the whole point of slamming a car to unusability and then they were all like because it looks cool and i was like well i don't care i mean i care that it looks good and but nobody puts coilovers lobes their car on their car and, and raises it you know it always goes lower and it's always going to look better
1: i'll tell you this this is what i've always told people when they have this argument i think function always looks good right because it works good something that works really well always looks good Agreed. but something that looks good doesn't always work well so you better aim for it to work really good first and then work on it after yeah and
2: then yeah. majority know, of those guys just think it's a rolling car show so they're not like right they're not even really there for the performance aspect of right. it. they just care to slide around one corner sh- get as close as they can straighten Dude, out a little sling bit rocker then, or that guy yeah, like in the ls400 really...
1: at the opener did you see that guy? Uh-uh. Oh my God. You didn't see that LS 400? No. what do you do? Dude, it was like cut springs and he would come down the hill and it was just like, Oh
0: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dude, Clarksville's the shit though. Like he's on hydraulics. On oh my God.
1: It was so funny. Did dude. you see my hot take that I said, I, well, I posted on my story. I said, Oh no, I posted on Facebook. I said, uh, I think I saw people wear out their front tires more than the rear tires at the Clarksville opener.
0: So I <laughs> have only driven my car to Clarksville one time. And that was before it was like super race car. it still had interior, still had factory seats. it still had the, the the fucking buckle you up thing still worked. like this is it was not a race car yet. it was just LS swapped. I drove it up there, and I was so fucking miserable that I never did it again. okay? Well, then I trailered it up there, and I was so happy that I trailered it. I was like pumped. I was I my car, but I was standing around or whatever, and this dude goes, and I had talked to him right before he went, he was driving a blue G35 that was like. Like menti, it was a really nice car. Comes flying down the hill, turns his wheels, locks them down, and smashes into a barrier. I mean, dude, it's the first run of the day. Like, it's the very, it's the whole, it's the day setter, dude. He's like, what? and we're like, oh. So then I go over and I was like, hey man, how far did you drive from? And he's like, Memphis. Oh my god, dude, he drove like six hours for Clarksville and then wiped oh, his shit out. Yeah, and I was on like, the first lap, I'll never. Yeah. Dude, I, mean, I just, I, I, anyways, I think That's the crazy. reason why is because it was one of those super low boy cars and he couldn't, he, you know, he yeah. bottomed out at the bottom of the hill, lost traction, yeah. got on the brakes and instead of lifting and turning, you know, Zigman, you should have mm-hmm. Zach, whatever. Yeah. Not making fun of you. That's terrible. I hope you got home. But dude, it was like,
1: hey, you gotta be able to make The crazy thing
2: is, yeah. is I bet a lot of those people that have the really slam cars, if you put, in, put them in a proper car, they drive really well.
0: Oh, dude, I can I give you like, an example. Yeah. Tony Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hill hey, I, I watch.
1: <laughs> no, I feel I that. I feel much. that. Sorry. I mean, that's where, like, I've always, like, I, I almost don't want to expose the secret, but, like, I preach sim so hard because it teaches you to, like, mess with setup and, like, you ignore all those variables of, like, blown out ball joint or a damper is shot or, like, mm-hmm. your toe is wrong or an inner's bad or your diff isn't locking up or you ignore all those variables of like being a noob and not knowing that your car oh, isn't I definitely perfect did. and then you're just focusing on driving and then when you go drive a real car and you're like this feels like shit like because i know what it feels like to drive like an ideally uh, yeah, perfect right. car i know that this thing feels like <clears> crap <throat> and now i'm just going to make the adjustments to the car instead of trying to like you know because there's a lot of people that go out there and like man like they get so dejected because they think they're bad and like I think it's so funny when people, like, they'll see me and they think, oh, Scott drives so well. Let me let him drive my car. Like, Justin always does that every single time. <laughs> Justin's like, drive my car, man, drive my car. And I'm like, your car terrifies me,
0: Justin. <laughs> <me."
1: laughs> like, I, I did it and I made laps, but I was like. I never want to drive this thing. Like, yeah. it is so scary. The steering wheel just has so much dead play because it's a it's steering a, it's box. It's a pitman orb. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude, yeah.
1: I'm a half-price hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, people will be like, oh, man, Scott, you can drift really well, go drift my car. And I'm like, chances are this is going to go bad.
0: Yeah, you're not going to like it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm probably not going to look very good doing it either. A, it's not my car; I'm not going to push it to the limits. But B, like this setup is probably whack.
2: And like, Stefan said that pretty well. He's like, he said, some people fight the car, and some people realize they don't have to fight the car.
1: Yeah, but I think think you need a frame of reference. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like the sim does give you a really good frame Mm -hmm. of reference. So you you could build, you know, you could build your car as like a guy just in your garage. You could build that, but then go out and then like drive like ass and be like. I'd be like so embarrassed because you built like a crazy car like that and then you're like driving like crap and not even be that bad of a driver. It's just like maybe you didn't measure your caster because you don't own a $300 caster camber gauge and one side's like seven and one side's like three because you just don't know, you know, you did something goofy or whatever. And so when you get that frame of reference from Sim and then you go drive a real car, you're like something doesn't feel right, you know, like I think I'm going to like look at what's going on because it doesn't feel right. I feel a little wiggle and I know that it's not, you know, the angle kit. Like, it's all tight. Maybe the inner mm-hmm. is shot or something. And then you jack it up and you and you check everything. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, it. oh, okay, cool. But I think you really do need that frame of reference, like what a good car feels like. And <clears throat> it's really hard to do that in real life with somebody else's car because then you're afraid of messing their shit up.
0: I think that that is why people say start with a stock car. They don't realize that's why they're saying it. But they're saying to start on a car that doesn't have anything so you have a frame of reference. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I was gonna say also, I think that uh, resembles well to us saying how if you start in a car, it doesn't reference to the sim. Oh yeah, it's the one way you start in a sim, you can notice the difference in a car and like how it feels weird. When I started in a car, I, that's how I did. So I went to a sim on yours, and I was like, dude, this is trash. Like I can't, I can't up. feel it. Any- awesome. Yeah, I puke because oh, the VR <laughs> yeah. and shit, and like I couldn't feel any of the car, so everything just felt wrong. So I I, I couldn't grasp it mentally. Uh,
1: well. That's probably just a frame rate issue. So talk about new drifters like to me, there's a there's a breaking point in learning how to drift that I don't think many people are aware of, but it's the point from where you go to I just did a run. I don't really know what I did in that run, but I know that I was drifting and I know that I made it around the track to the point where you're at like, uh, i left a break there I clutch kicked there i added angle there i was in the zone i left the zone a little bit early i left the zone late i added angle at the wrong spot i handbraked here and you know everything that happened in the run because your brain is finally logging it at the point where you can process it that you're fast past the
2: second nature part so of yeah, moving just off reflex
1: yeah right? no i mean and, and i think that like you know again i won't preach sim too hard but like <clears throat> before i got on the sim like that's how my runs were. I was just like, I did a run. I don't really know what I was doing. I know that I drifted and I know I did something. I don't know where I was. My vehicle awareness was bad and my control was bad. And then, I mean, right now I'm at like 1200 hours on Assetto. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of hours on Assetto yeah, yeah. also, <laughs> but now like you can put me in any car and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. just know what's going on, you know? And it it's funny, too, because it start, it looks more and more boring the better that you get. Because uh-huh. you just, like... I, <laughs> like, wave to people and, like...
0: Yeah, I'm bad about that. I got I got in trouble at National Super Speedway we stick my arm out the window. Uh, I was, like, pointing at cameras
1: and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but, no, I think, like, if you, you know, if we talk about new drivers, man, like, I think most important thing that I could say for anybody who's new is like, don't be afraid of tire pressure. Like yeah, air them up. go way above what you think. Like 90 PSI is fine. If you have a 120 horsepower car or under 200 horsepower, you should be like, I mean under 235 and above 60 PSI, like just to get good, just to know like what the car feels like, because that's the problem with the Mustang is it had so much forward drive that like, it was just like, if you weren't in it, it wasn't drifting and it was so scary and hard to learn, but then you get like a 240 or a 350 Z and you can like lift in drift and yeah. it stays drifting yeah. and you can like roll off in transition. It doesn't snap you around and everything. And you can like have a lot more room for those errors when you have less grip and then like work the grip in. I think that a lot of people just go out there and they're like, I don't know, 40 PSI and they have like 235, like, I don't know, back in California, it was like federal... Yeah, RSRs or whatever Mm. and like 40 psi on like even a 235 40 was like a lot of grip for a low horsepower car and so that's where like for me I'm just like yeah dude just jam the tire pressure up and go learn it that way first and then work it in you know but I think a lot of people worry about like you know (laughs) because one of my favorite things that newer people say they think that they already like they're good at drifting they they think they're in that like teenage phase I would call it of drifting and where they're like yeah i know and they're like bro i don't get it man i was out there with like nathaniel in his 500 horsepower car and i was doing him and like you watch the run and they're just cutting the whole line and like <laughs> and you're like dude it's not the same or they're like i was running away from him, and they're just like missing every zone or whatever and it's yeah. like dude priority number one get in the zones make it fluid and then the speed and the like skill and style that comes in after that. Like that's totally secondary. I mean, I was a spotter for FT for three years and like one of the people that I spotted for, uh, was always like, did you get spotters help? And I was like, dude, you didn't even, you didn't even get the zones. Like, I'm not going to go ask the judges for help for you when you're not even fulfilling the very core principle of like getting (laughs) in the zones so like that's uh, anything anytime brutal yeah well i've been a jerk anytime
0: hey hey i'm for it i was just oh yeah i just imagine hearing that in my car i'll be like fuck you scott (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed
1: to do a job yeah no i mean like that's priority number one when anybody like is like oh i want to go like grip up or like do this or i need this or i need more horsepower or whatever it's like are you killing it in the zones fluidly already. And if you're not, then I just, that's all you need to focus on. The
0: hard thing about Clarksville is there isn't really a zone. There is an outer on the outer loop. Yeah. But dude, it's like.
1: Well, I, okay. So I've talked a lot of crap about the layout that you guys have there because the initiation and the first outer, like nobody does it the way that I think it's done right. And so actually me and Matt, my business partner, Matt Glasscock, uh, we were on a Seto and I was like, let me run like a layout that I think will promote driving the right way. And I have like this gangster layout that I want to do um, and paint zones in it so that like it promotes people being in them. But I think, yeah, you have to know what you're aiming for. Yeah. You know, and are you
2: talking about the first outer zone at the top of the hill or the bottom?
1: The bottom. Okay. So I want to start from the other side like the the exit i want to start from the exit and then make that outer zone higher and then make another outer zone way out by the telephone the pole, pole and the fence yeah.
0: so the i don't run the very top uh outer zone and it's because i've seen somebody crash there before and then like i said that other
1: sounds like he's scared I love running. It is my that. first. It looks shakedown. like you're gonna fall off the cliff,
0: and I did end up crashing it. So, but I was just saying that was my very first event, and like I don't, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I barely ever run that the bottom of the hill. If you cut it right there, it's like a jump, and it makes for cool videos. So that's the reason I do it, and the other reason that I saw that dude in that blue G35 fucking just crash right into. The but stuff. that's where again, I don't with, like with,
2: how un, like it doesn't look like the car moves smoothly. If you don't take the wide line at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. I think it looks like you're, you're, you're basically just falling on the front, the front wheel, and then just throwing it around and it looks like the car is just jerking itself. It doesn't look very good.
1: That's not fluid
2: is what I like the way I see it.
1: That's, that's where like, again, like, I think, you know, you want to draw as big of arcs as you can, but so what I, it's so ironic. People always think like, Oh, well, I don't want to do that thing because it's dangerous and drifting and it's really the other way around like if you widen that out then you're already driving away from the fence by the time you get to it you know what i'm saying yeah so like a lot of people do that the english town the gambler is my favorite track because it is drifting technique 101 and even the pros like the whole like uh ryan turk and Sorensen, like that controversial thing was because turk straight lined that transition and then handbraked at the last second and slowed down a bunch, and Sorensen was just following him through it. Mm-hmm. And he can't see where he's going, right? The like smoke, he's just yeah. in the smoke line. And when Turk slowed down a bunch, that's when he hit him because he was expecting like a fluid motion through there. So with Clarksville, I want to like make that more se at the top and then actually wrap back around to that the close zone and then flip around back the other way. We
0: We do run oh it backwards, and when you run it backwards, you come down the straight and you like... I would,
2: you you manji the straight and then towards the the pond and then flick it back in.
0: I don't really you the straight, but I, I like go really fast and then I try and get as close to the pond and then do the cut over like that. Mm-hmm. And there's also not marked zones. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah,
1: I think that's I what I said. I'm going to I'm going to bring yeah. Kansas paint next time if I have to. You, I always, they'll, on let the, you. they'll let you. The reverse layout. I there's always use Nintendo that little track, line. You
2: know, what I'm talking about the little drain line going down the straight. Yes. It's like a concrete line going yeah. through the... I always use that as my initiation point. I'd get all the way over to the right, initiate towards the pond, and then flick back once I got to it.
0: So I And cl- it would take me really straight.
2: wide, and then you get that nice, like, pocket. So whenever you... If you come around through the middle to the first outer zone in the yeah. front, you'll get that nice pocket where people can come right up on yeah. your door and just follow you the yeah. entire way.
0: Yeah, and then, I think the reason they stopped doing the reverse run-up is because it just packs the pits yeah oh, yeah it's and horrifying. You can, and dude i mean yeah. honestly it's not if you could just tell everybody where to park but it's clarksville so it's a mm-hmm. fucking nightmare you know you're just yeah. like dude if yeah. you, <laughs> dude if you can get your fucking truck in there and you can get your car off the trailer it's like oh, drop it here you know it's yeah. just dumb
2: so half the time i show up late to, i would show up late to clarksville and i'd just pull literally right over the the drag strip park it pointing at everybody else's trucks and just unload right there and then i'd that's where i would pick because nobody would ever be over there
0: yeah i love clarksville though it's like it's fun dude it's grassroots paradise super fun
2: it is great but um i did want to get back into your company a little bit yeah what um parts have like worked out the best for you
1: um yeah so the quick angle kit for the 7904 was a i mean still is a huge hit um Mm -hmm. it's just a really cost effective kit that's really easy to install and gives you you know, everything that you're going to get out of that car. Um, obviously Chelsea has it on his Fox body and uh, we did it for Ken Block's daughter, Leah, when they did that vanilla um, ice Fox body. Dude,
0: she's driving in the Cletus race.
1: Oh, that's cool. Oh, she is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's safe.
1: But yeah, no, I, I mean that, that, that kit is just like butter for those cars. It feels really good. I run it on my car still. Um, and I drive the crap out of my car, so I don't have any issues with it. Uh, and then like, now getting into doing the more advanced, like full interior handbrake options for the S197 and the S550. I think, I think that those are going to be like really hot items, uh, just because you know keeping the full interior, especially like a 2015 a newer car. You want like you don't want to gut the interior of your car. And there's yeah. other <laughs> options out there that I've seen, and I won't name who they are. But like, it's just the assumption that you pull your whole center console and like don't have one, and it looks bad. So I wanted to, like, take the time to, like, really figure it out. And, you know, I had, like, OEM vehicle CAD to work with. So I'm like. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was really cool to to develop that one because it came out perfect first try and feels great. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that everything that that we make is, is really good and we try to make it as affordable as possible. Like, our S550 kit is the cheapest one on the market. And I think it's arguably, I mean, I have to. I'm a little biased, but I think it's one of the best, you know. I think it's got really ease of replacement parts. It's got adjustable Ackerman. It's got roll center correction. And I mean, 70 degrees of angle. So nine yards. Yeah. So I think that I aim to make everything as good as it can be, or as, I mean, the best that it can be from my experience and my knowledge in engineering, Um, but also like manufacturability. We really aim to make it like something that's accessible for everybody. You know, we're not going to make stuff billet if it doesn't necessarily need to be. But if it's reasonable for us to make a billet, then we will. And we have all the the manufacturing resources in-house. So it works out really well.
2: That's nice. Uh, What's been like the hardest part of making your own parts? Like what, along the process, what's
1: So when I first started, I mean, I was just a dude in my house and I had friends that were kind enough to help with manufacturing. Um, But there was so many manufacturing limitations when I first started that I had to make stuff like what I could, like laser cut plate and welded and whatever. Mm. And then we got into CNC stuff and that kind of like opened up another door. But it was also like, I didn't have all the money in the world. This company has always been bootstrapped, never funded. I've always been bootstrapped, like all my own money. I worked while I started the business. I was an engineer full time. And then I would do this in my free time and ship stuff out of my house. Um, So like, it was always like balancing, like trying to make the best things for people, but also not going broke doing it. I mean, I probably you know, at even before it came over here and like in 2020, I was still stocking like $20,000 in inventory. And that was just me out of pocket in that inventory. Now we're way higher in inventory costs than that, but we're also doing way more sales than that. I mean, the sales number has been awesome. It's been really cool to watch the growth and to know it's all organic. We're not paying for advertising with anybody. We're not like, you know, we're not, Forcing anything—it's yeah. all word of mouth, and it's all been bootstrapped. So it's like the coolest way to start a business is to like just let it grow itself. That's how you know
2: to last—that's yeah. for sure. Um, what besides the money part of it? Obviously, that's very rewarding. But what's what's been the most rewarding part of owning your own business and seeing people use your parts and all that?
1: I mean, it is surreal. You know, it is surreal to know that like if you name somebody who drives a Mustang, I probably have a part in their car. Um, but it's also just cool to to create a solution for people who doesn't who didn't already have a solution, you know, like a lot of the things that I've made, have been like, well, I want that, <laughs> but it doesn't exist, you know. And so most of the time it was me creating something that I thought I would want and then taking the initiative to make it repeatable after that. So yeah. every time I would design something for myself, I would design it in a way that I knew I could then roll it forward and have it be a saleable product. Um but it's just rewarding to 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 see that people are uh, that they're into what you're doing, and that it's helping other people kind of do the fun stuff that that we like to do.
2: I like that. Very if you cool. ever want to make some RB to three hundred and fifty Z mounts, let me know because <laughs> mine are uh, some yeet boys.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the good news. You're by wild. the way, <clears throat> I will make the the explicit. Clarity here that we are branching into other chassis this year. It's not just Mustang boys. What can we hope to
2: see in the future then?
1: Uh, so more American stuff for sure. I think that like there's a market for that. And it's also, you know, we're in the heart of definitely the, the United States and to try and like. Here in Tennessee, you'll <laughs> definitely have a market. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, coming over here is like, man, there's Mustangs and Corvettes and oh, Camaros yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So uh, definitely going to do that. And then um, uh, there is a magic chassis that seems to be very popular that uh i kind of want to start to play with because i own one so i drove it here
0: sick oh
2: great all right oh okay you so you don't want to say it then
1: no i don't it's e46 i really want to like take a look at them and see if there's anything that we can do, obviously the market's super saturated with parts from really yeah. good companies. And I have no shame in saying that, like I know SLR jams on those cars. Obviously I've worked with Travis reader and he swears by him and he drives the wheels off that thing. So my goal isn't to step on anybody's toes or like say anything different. I just, I like to design stuff and I want to take my own whack. at it. Yeah. You know,
0: the one, the car that I've seen that people are starting to pick up now is the a 90 Supra. A lot of, a lot yeah. of those are coming up on auction. I saw one the other day for like, like twenty five grand. I think that's wow.
2: why TJ Hunt and L Z are diving into those quick. Yeah, I saw where L Z is doing the like completely factory uh engine setup and stuff for the Supra, uh making it a fully built drift car for like Pro Am and stuff. And then L Z is doing Well,
0: he's got the four rotor he... and then he bought one and then he machined down. Uh, the inner part of the tie rod, so that it would clear into the rack. Oh, a little yeah, more.
2: He's, he's working on making his own angle kit. That's what yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Sure. like a bolt-on GK Tech angle yeah, kit for yeah. the Z. Something's kind of similar to that. But
0: I keep seeing the videos from Australia where those guys are like sending it down a back road, and you know, there's other people that are driving them in tracks and stuff. So maybe that one could be one you could look into. Yeah. No,
1: for sure, it's a good car. I mean, <laughs> we we I could nerd out on suspension all day. The reason I don't like those cars is five link rear with no anti-squat and then it's hella pro dive in the front and like I just you know s550 is also pro dive which makes a, a car handle way different than you expect it to on brakes and everything but um it's still a cool car the, the short wheelbase i don't know if many people are aware do you know what the wheelbase is on an a90 no
2: it's it's pretty short isn't it I okay so do you know you know what your 240 just is just barely more than a z4 right? okay so a
1: 240 is like 100 inches dead nuts an S one ninety seven and an S five fifty Mustang are hundred and seven inch wheelbase. Um this is funny. No most people don't know this. A ninety super is ninety six inches. Oh that's a little bitty. Wow. Okay. Do you know what the Dodge Viper is? It's no, I have no idea. Ninety six inches. Oh. Uh, Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's
2: crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize Vipers had such a short wheelbase. That, that is crazy. Damn, no, I didn't I know, really know that. Think about.
0: It's good to know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why like, like it does make Osbo's driving a little more impressive. I'm sure they stretch the wheelbase out a little bit, and the over fenders are like wow, yeah. moved and stuff. But you know, think so? I I I would I don't know maybe I don't know. But 96 inch wheelbase is very finicky car, you know, comparative to 107. You know, Chelsea and Vaughn and have you? Dr- I,
0: that was this is one of the questions I was going to ask you. Have you driven one of those cars, the RTR cars? No, no. Everybody says they're. Re- air- I, you know, I don't know that many people that have driven them, but I've heard from everybody that they are a handful, that they are difficult to drive.
1: So the way that they set them up is they, you can modify rear suspension points. I, I'm not going to give away all their secrets, but you can modify rear suspension points in FD. So they modify them to get more anti-squat out of them um, and to fix roll center and things like that. But the the thing with like Mustangs, I think the problem that people have is that the steering's really slow on those cars. But it's because they go so fast, like the steering speeds up as you go faster, right? So like on slow speed stuff, they have to wheel it. If you watch Chelsea's video at like English Town, he's literally a bus driver in it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's not that fast of a track. But like on a fast track like Atlanta or uh Utah or anything like that, uh the steering speeds up and so it's like reasonable instead of it being like super fast when you're going fast. So I think that's usually where That like the difficulty lies and then they're just a it's an interesting chassis s550 is a very weird chassis and they've done a lot to those cars to make them not like a stock one but um even driving a stock one is very interesting and they're fun to drive but it's not like the same as what you would expect
2: yeah
0: i would imagine not
2: um well, a little bit about your cars. How many do you have? Because <laughs> I was scrolling through your Instagram. It Tell like us you about got the asset right now.
1: Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, I have three That's ca- I care about. Yeah, I have three cars. And then my business partner, Matt, has a, a bunch of cars. But uh, so the S550, I'll just say, is that's Matt's car. But I drove it at Nashville last year. And then if we do demos and fun stuff, I'll probably drive it a little bit more. Um, so that's not my car, but I've driven it and I get to drive it. Uh, my daily driver is an E46 wagon that's three liter and manual swapped. Sick. Uh, that thing's been all over the U.S. I drove it to Washington from L.A. and then I drove to Salt Lake City for FD. And I drove to Zion and then I drove out here when I moved. So that car's been all over the place and it's a champ. I love that. Wagons thing. are best. Dude, it's it's <laughs> the jam. Are so good. Um, and then my fun car is a Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Uh, it's a six speed manual, four point three liter. It's got BC over ZSR forged wheels on it. Uh, every bit of carbon that I could buy for it that costs more than probably both of your guys' cars put together. No, it's, it's, that car is ridiculous, but it's a, it's a blast. And I, It I, looks I, like
2: you drive the living shit out of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I bought it to drive it. I mean, that's the thing. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I, I was on the fence about buying it and I talked to like the most reasonable people that I knew in LA. I thought people, like these, these are people that are going to be like, absolutely not. Don't buy that car. And they were like, <laughs> You should definitely buy that car. And I was like, "Well, if these people are telling me that I should not buy this car, that I'm going to." Um, and it's fun, man. It's it's a blast. Uh, that car is it's super nice. Uh, the suspension is really nice on it. The engine's pretty crazy. It's dry sump factory. Sick. Yeah. So like the whole engine's behind the front strut towers. It's transaxle. A uh, bunch of anti-squad, a bunch of anti-dive, double wishbone front and rear.
0: Have you done anything to it besides the carbon stuff? Is is there uh, any? So
1: it's BC coilovers, ESR three-piece forged wheels. Um, I have I modified the headlights, so I of course doing the headlight yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. talking about. I put halos and color changing strips in it. Uh, I put a V12s grille in it. V12 front bumper with a carbon fiber splitter, which is way too much money. Carbon <laughs> fiber duckbill from uh, ACR Aston Martin uh clear taillights which cost twelve hundred dollars used um carbon fiber taillight inserts carbon fiber side strakes uh i made a custom head unit panel because there was no companies that made like a radio install because they're uh all fiber communication so i had to like figure all that out on my own but i have a 10 and a half inch touchscreen android head unit in it now Um, is it
0: fiber optic or did you change no i bypass. bypassed yeah so i was just curious yeah I, i one time Well, I, I, one time I was working on one of those older Mercedes dude. And I was like trying to help my buddy and I was trying to cut into a wire harness and I clipped one of those optic things. And I was like, what the fuck is that, man? And he was like, I don't know. It's probably just, he's like, it's probably just some wire. I was like, it don't look like wire to me. And we tore that car up, dude. It was fucked up. It was like his mom's car. Don't the Skies have that shit
2: too? The fiber optic?
0: I think one of them does. I just remember, I just always remember like anything fiber optic. I'm like, nah, nope. (laughs) to so, do it,
1: you know? <laughs> dude, it's funny because, like, so they call the, it's 07, and they call it the Gaiden area, Gaden era Aston Martin. So, it was when Ford owned Land Rover, Aston Martin, Jaguar, Volvo. So, the all electronics in that car are Volvo. Even my replacement key fob that I got from the dude says Volvo on the back of it. <laughs> so, I was like, well, I mean, process of el- elimination uh, an O3 Volvo would equal an 7 Aston Martin, obviously, if you understand like engineering lag time and things yeah, like yeah. that. So I was like, oh, what o 3 A Volvos have uh, fiber optics in them? And so it was like an X60 or XC60 or something, and I was like, fiber optic bypass. And I literally, all I had to do was change one wire, and the the bypass wire length was perfect from the back of the Aston where the amp was, all the way up to the head unit. And then I changed one wire, and it was the trigger wire and everything worked right
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> that's awesome i did not know that there is a lag time of that long four years i didn't know that was well
1: you think about it it's like aston martin took what they could you know i think that's another thing that people get misconstrued they look at a supercar and they're like that thing must be nice and it's was like dude a honda civic is miles nicer than <sighs> than a 458 or anything because of the production numbers and the engineering cost so they did it smart at ford basically you handed handled all the resources to Aston Martin and said to here, do whatever. Yeah. Use what wow. you can to put it together. Um, but I mean the car, like well, very lackluster interior, like it's not impressive, but handling wise and performance wise, it's insane. 380 horsepower from a 4.3 liter, um, goes to, I, I don't know. It's somewhere above seven grand it screams. I p- yeah. of course, put cat deletes and muffler deletes on it. So it's the loudest ass. I've
2: got to ask, what, is it, is it a supercar thing for like the vibrant, like wild looking wheels?
1: Well, I, you know, when I bought the wheels, that was okay. I spent, you see that a
2: lot on supercars. I, I, spent, I just, I don't know if that's like,
1: a I'll thing put now. it into perspective. My drift car Mustang, when I bought it new, was $3,200.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I paid $6,400 for my wheels. <laughs> I, the most I've ever paid for a wheel before that was $130. I am cast wheel boy all day. Yeah. Yeah. But I could not justify putting one piece, even forged wheels, yeah. like on yeah. the Aston Martin. So, um, plus the offsets are all crazy. Aston Martin factory offsets nineteen, uh, I think it was nineteen eight and a half front plus fifty two. Fi- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Rear nineteen nine and a half plus sixty two. Oh my god! So I did all the internet research yeah. on all the forums, and I was like, "Who's got the most gnarly fitment?" And I went up to them. A little bit. So my fronts are now 19, 9.5, 35, and the rears are 19, 10.5, 40.
0: Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like the Scion, yeah. dude. The I, Scion. I'm
1: all
2: for the three-piece. I love that. I was just curious about, like, the color thing.
1: Oh, I just, like, green, dude. I love pink <laughs> just, and green. Because it, like, it kind of does stick out like a oh, sore yeah. thumb
2: because the car's just black. But Yeah.
1: No, I love yeah. it. And then everybody's I like, "You copied." D- I had,
2: I was just curious. I don't know. I, I see it all the time on supercars. I don't know fucking dog shit about supercars. What?
0: I'd like to drive one.
2: Well, it's yeah, fun. I bet. can
1: drive it, dude. I bet. I don't care.
0: Oh, dude, don't do that. We had a McLaren
2: at uh when I worked at Mannheim the auction. It was one of the lime green ones sitting in the showroom, and I walked in there. I was like going to open the door and shit, and I got up to it and like it's all wrapped in carbon fiber and all this crap, and I was like. I, I better not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 17 at the time. I was like, I'm going to fuck something up somehow. I'm not
1: touching this thing. Yeah.
0: People always want me to drive their cars when I go to like events. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, you can <laughs> drive it down
1: the street. Like, I'm not going to let you like mob it down a canyon Road or something. No, no. I mean, I would,
0: I would do that. I, I just meant. I was just talking about other people. Like, people would be like, dude, drive my car like you were talking about. And then I was like, I don't think so. Because uh, that's a real thing. I'm really like, good to, at breaking stuff. Like, dude,
2: I'll break bring stuff. bring him a fucking, like, $40,000 240. Yeah. And they're and like, drive like, this, yeah. drive no, it. No, I don't want to.
0: You know, I'm going to break it.
1: That's super funny. I got to put the disclaimer out there. Anybody who gives me crap about copying Vaughn with the bright green, I had bright green wheels on my Honda Civic in 2008, well before Vaughn nah, even was even about sponsored that. by Monster. So. Yeah. Just gotta set that bar straight. I've liked lime green for a long time. You Monster.
0: heard it here. Vaughn, Get out this guy. Vaughn Gittin Jr. copied him. Yeah. All right. So I'm just kidding. Moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Moving on. laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. But we don't need the notes to talk about your car. Tell us about okay. your drift car.
1: All right. So the third car. <laughs> my third car is my drift car, nineteen ninety-nine Ford Mustang. Um it is LS2 swapped, six-liter aluminum. Not a poor boy. Uh, T56 Cobra independent rear, uh, it makes 500 wheel, uh, Holly Terminator standalone, uh, extreme dimensions, hood over fenders, consite wheels currently. Uh, but there's some changes this year. Um, got some sponsors coming on board and we're going to change some stuff around, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's a fun car, man. It's rowdy. Like it's way faster than it seems it should be for what it mm-hmm. is. It's 2880 uh without me in it uh so wow yeah it's a lot lighter than i expected yeah and it's
0: lighter in my car
1: i must say well fox chassis the fox is a little bit shorter but uh sn and new edge are 101.3 so it's a little snappy like a 240 gotcha. but uh you know I, if people watch chelsea's videos he talks about how he liked the straight axle and doesn't like the irs but i love the irs it makes the car feel so much better and i mean there's still anti-squad in it And you can make so many more adjustments. So, no, it's a blast. I've had it, you know, like I said, that's my only drift car and uh, built it from what it was to what it is. And uh,
0: is it it an unopened LS3?
1: No, no. uh, It's forged pistons, forged rods. um, It's got head work and a cam and everything. So, big fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a $10,000 engine.
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah,
1: I was yeah. <laughs> yeah that's sick definitely
2: though. not a
0: half price hot boy yeah <laughs> no. it's like dude michael my, i think i think my entire driveline setup was like three grand maybe
1: it's so funny i guess i'll try to make this story as short as possible but there was a black friday deal on extreme dimensions for over fenders and i was like okay i'm gonna buy those because i want them in mm-hmm. case i mess up the back end of my car And that turned into, okay, let's tube the back, you know? So if I, if I need a crumple zone or whatever, the irony is I've never touched the back bumper on anything, which makes me so mad. (laughs) I've got like, you know, this close 9,000 times, but never scuffed the back bumper. It's very annoying, but so like, okay, tube the rear. But then I was like, okay, well, we have to fuel cell it. And then I had a four, six, two valve in it, which is returnless. And so I was like, well, how do I make it return style? And then it was like $1,000 to make it return style. So I was like, well, I'm going to bite the bullet and LS swap it. <clears throat> and then I bought a six liter and I and I took it to a shop and I was like, can you just clean it up? And they're like, everything's crap. And I was like, okay. They lied to you. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, well, we might as well build the engine. And then it became a $30,000 build with like, you know, Switch Pros, Solid State Control Panel, the Holly Terminator, like a $550 optic armor rear window. You know, it was, it's, that car is built to the moon. It's, 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 it was a gem when it was done. It was just like, to me, it it should be a Forza car. Like it is so nice.
0: (laughs) That's what I always tell people is like, why'd you build your car like that? I always say, it's like, I don't know, man, I played a 13 year old me would think I'm the shit. That's why. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No. And I mean like even the wiring, like you look in my car and you can't see wiring. And then I made a little uh, airbag delete panel on the passenger side you know like the double hump mustang thing and you pop it out in the ecu's right there and that it's it is i spent so much time building that car and i'm so proud of it but i definitely like if i build another drift car it's not going to be a mustang chassis i mean which is ironic because i make Mm -hmm. mustang drift parts but um i really want to build an e46 and the wagon, I don't think is gonna be the one, but there are things coming for the wagon that might make it be the one. Ah, oh, hail. <laughs> nice. Don't ruin the wagon. No. <laughs> it's so minty too. Like it is such a minty daily. Yeah, I don't really want to, mm. but
2: there was one dude that came out the mid pond that had I think it was a Jay-Z swapped uh BMW wagon, but it was like a 07 or something. I don't I don't know my BMW, so I don't know exactly what train it was. Okay, so yeah. That that was a cool-ass car. It was fully caged, and he was actually towing it with a Colorado.
1: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah. A Colorado and a tiny aluminum trailer.
1: Yeah. I used to tow with an Avalanche in California. That's ah, it's just a baby Silverado. Dude, Avalanche is the best truck ever. I like
0: Avalanches. I had a guy tell me the other day, he was like, it's... uh, Or it wasn't a guy that told me this. He sent me a meme. Dude, I don't know if you get sent memes, but I get sent all day dude it's like (laughs) most of my dms are memes because i make memes yeah all right well so somebody sent me it's like imagine thinking it was like basically imagine thinking an avalanche is a truck and i responded and i was like yeah man there's way bigger evils like people say that ridgelines are trucks yeah you know
1: dude (laughs) okay i could give a 30 second pitch on the avalanche it's four link rear which makes it way more comfortable than a leaf spring truck it's got the same five three the 4L60 is dog shit in all of them, so who yep. cares? But the whole rear seat and rear window can be folded down so that you have a full 8x4 bed. The bed sides are toolboxes that lock. It comes with a lockable tonneau cover. You can just remove the back window. You can leave the back window and just fold down the back seats and have a bed to lay in with HVAC con- blowing on you if you sleep in it. It is the shit. It is the best truck ever. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i like i, I like I, I think they're great yeah I
1: don't, they're ugly I don't, know. don't get me wrong they're ugly yeah. all
0: right so what i is, almost
1: bought one for oh, my no, first time i have
0: a question so since you know a lot about them i've never owned one i've seen a bunch of them sold a bunch of them but you know i just show people how the back seat folds down yeah. and then after that they're like oh i'm sold i'm gonna go camping so much and then they yeah. never fucking do yeah. but uh what is the deal with the plastic ups are there in the you know like well you know what it is right no i don't that's why I'm that's the I'm
1: avalanche is a, it's literally a suburban
0: Right with the yeah, back part, with cut the out. back
1: cut off. Yeah, so those are covering that C pillar or D pillar.
0: So they just left it in there.
1: Oh it's, my it's, god! Yeah, <laughs> It's just <laughs>
0: aesthetic. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. the lower cladding. I don't know why they did the lower cladding. It looks weird. Well, there's That's your
2: a... tow rig cheat codes, boys. Dude, get if, your toe well, rigs. and
1: there's an 8.1 liter one. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a three quarter ton. I want to do a diesel swap in one of those. Jesus. Well, you want to do the?
0: Do oh you. yeah. Okay. Well. So, he pointed out that actually GT Radio copied me, but then FD posted it, so whatever. But, I don't know, this is the video that I'm talking about. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's the fairy! But anyways, GT Radio basically, like, took that platform and then had somebody get in Photoshop and redo it and post that as their teaser announcement, Right.
1: I hate to spoil it for you, but I think if you went back last year and looked at GT's posts too, I think that they did it last year too.
0: Oh, maybe I copied them.
1: You, oh. I think you did. <laughs> or I'm
0: have to look. Or gotcha, bitch. I don't actually. <laughs> like this to say no. This is for television. I don't actually care. I think it's funny. Yeah, no, I know. But. I know. but <laughs> but when i saw it i was like those motherfuckers didn't even tag me i was like that's
1: totally my meme you're so vain you probably think this meme is about you yeah yeah hey. that's what it is
0: <laughs> uh all right so anyways so then it's just so that was like basically that joke was for context so then i'm like in my head i'm like well what are they gonna because at the time i thought it was fd that did that yeah. i just saw that fd posted it so i'm like Great. Now they're copying me, you know? And then I was like, what are they going to do next? They're going to start their own podcast. And literally, I scrolled up and that was what I saw. I was like,
1: <laughs> see, I'm going to spoil all your fun. They have, uh, <clears throat> I see all the FD stuff that happens because I'm in the FD Discord. And they announced in like November that they were starting a podcast.
0: November was still, yeah, that was still after we
1: started. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, I don't, so it's weird why they did it. I don't know like what they're, intention was i mean i think it was to get more of that like driver interaction um but it, i i haven't seen it you guys watched a little bit of it but it'll be we watched a little of it yeah
2: yeah I, I watched uh like all of matt fields and then a little bit of osbo's um and a little bit of gary's too but i didn't get hardly anywhere through those
0: yeah i, I watched a little bit I, I skipped to the part where field was talking about his interaction about osbo and uh Yeah, I mean, I was just, he's just talking like a driver. You know, they just talk like Ricky Bobby. You know, what do I do with my hands? So (laughs) I kind of think
2: they're doing it like we talked earlier. I think they're doing it just to kind of have another voice in the scene.
1: Well, the problem was, I think that the drivers were always talking about how little FD was doing for them Mm -hmm. versus the drivers doing, I know way too much about Formula Drift and I'll. I'll I'll keep we're all weird. here we're probably <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I know a lot about it. And so like the drivers have been like not very happy with what FD was doing for them. And so I don't know if FD has announced it, but they doubled the prize pot this year. So 2023, the the prize money has doubled from previous years. Okay. That's good. So it is good that they're doing that for them. Um they took back their thirty seven driver rule. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they should be, they probably should have announced this, but so they took back that 37 driver rule. So the fields are unlimited again, which is good for everybody to see more drivers, mm-hmm. see more qualifying, have more opportunities. Um, and then they started that podcast, which I think the podcast is really good because FD wasn't doing enough to like intro the drivers and like sell the drivers to the general FD fan base.
2: I think it would be good for a lot of the dead time the dead air in the live streams, uh, plugging that in. Yeah. I think that'll help a lot, keeping people, like, engaged. Yeah,
1: no, it is true. Because they did that, like, the FD profile thing before, which mm-hmm. I think was, like, a good, like, start to that. But also, that's just, like, drivers doing an interview, which is a lot less... Or it's it's way more formal than doing a podcast. Yeah, it becomes and,
2: more publicized. Yeah. Robotic,
0: the way they speak and shit. Yes. So... Um,
1: I mean, they should just fix the dead space in general. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think,
0: yeah, I think some of the stuff that they do personally is like they should do more like advertising. Almost like you never see Formula Drift really advertising. Not that I can sell, anyways. And, and I feel like I feel like I'm in the space. Definitely not as much as you, but I'm in the space. So if anybody was going to see the advertising, I feel like I ought to see it. You know, and yeah, I don't. No. I don't see it.
1: You know, I agree with that in the sense that like. Their SEO is not great, and even in the bare minimum, you know, like if you Google Formula Drift, it's just like their website and like whatever. But it's like, what are you supposed to engage with? I guess. And like, yeah. You know, um, I think that they need to find a way to capture the audience outside of what's already there. I think that's the that's right. the issue that I have with drifting it's, is that like it's just like paintball. I talked to somebody about this when I was younger. I was super into paintball, and. It, i just started like like being intrigued about it and looking it back up and professional paintball still exists yeah but ever hears about a professional paintball tournament in their hometown
2: it's never like WNBA. <laughs> everyone knows it exists but where the fuck do you ever see it
1: yeah no but like i mean extreme sports are interesting like i think that a non-paintball player can watch paintball and still be like oh wow oh yeah and drifting is the epitome of that you can right, get yeah. joe Schmo to come watch it and he's like whoa that's crazy dude like yeah. look at that and it could be the most dog shit run ever but it's cool it's a car sideways it's making smoke mm-hmm. and so i think it's so interesting that like drifting in general doesn't advertise to the general public more than they're advertising to the audience that already knows what they are all right well
2: uh give us uh one piece of advice you'd give to anyone that's just looking to get into drifting
1: uh, key advice <laughs> all right for the love of god Drifting is not your number one priority. Make sure your life is in order and that you have a stable income and that you have your shit together before you spend all of your money on drifting. It's not worth it. I'll tell you right now, as a person who's been around FD a very long time, there are very few people who make money doing it. Most of them spend money doing it, even in the top level. So if you like doing it, that's great. Do it in your free time, use your extra money. Don't spend all your money drifting. Make sure your life is in order first. That's my only advice. I don't care about car setup or anything else. Don't make it priority number one. Stupid.
0: That's good.
2: Yeah, that was actually really good advice. I, yeah, for sure. I love that.
1: All right. Well, that's it for this one, guys. Really do appreciate it.
2: Don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh, and grab the merch. But that's it. See you guys next week.
0: Peace. Yeah, I definitely think that FD doesn't uh,